2: Hi, folks. Uh, it's Ian here with Ange. Can you hear us okay?
3: Yes.
2: Yep, all yeah, good. good. Um, okay, couple <coughs> each as ever, please, if we can. And I can see Ronnie Charters first. Ronnie. Uh,
4: hi, Ange. Just uh, hi, a
2: squad update first, if you would, please.
4: Uh, yeah, uh, so um, going off last weekend, uh, Mikey Johnson, he picked up a bit of a uh, ankle uh sprain it's nothing too serious but it will keep him out for a little while uh everyone else got through okay Josip uranovich is available he's back training he missed the last couple of games and that's it i think the others um you the gucci obviously is not registered so he won't he won't be available but everyone else is okay mate
2: um, just in terms of, of Buda Glimp, I know a, a club that you spoke about before and, 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 and admire. I just wonder your thoughts on where they are at the moment in terms of their pre-season, whether you think that, that could bring its own advantages in terms of match sharpness or whatnot uh, for you
4: guys to capitalise on. Yeah, look, it's 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 always, a, a you know, a, an interesting one because, you know, there's both positives and negatives. I think the fact that they've got the same manager, they play the same way, yes, they've, they've lost... You know, um, you know, four players, I think, um, from their sort of lineup from last year, but have replaced them almost like for like in terms of the style. So I don't think, you know, sometimes in preseason, you can be a bit disjointed. So I don't think that's going to happen. And what we've seen of them in the preseason games and scouted them, um, you know, they still look a very good team and um, it'd be a good challenge for us. Uh, you know, yes, we are match fit and we're in, we're in good condition. So you know, I'm hoping that 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 is an advantage particularly later on in the game but uh, at the same time you just got to prepare as if you know they're going to be a, a you know a good challenge for us and and we're preparing for them to play as they did you know so well in 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 Europe uh, earlier in the season.
2: Charlie look
3: Charlie and just on that then um how impressed have you been with them in the the comp- the European competition this season because they've had some notable victories.
4: Yeah very impressed Not you know, I mean, not just the results, because I mean, obviously, you know, from my perspective, I kind of look, I like to look at football through you know, a little bit of a different prism and, and, and see how teams play more than anything else. And yeah, they're, they're, their football's fantastic, you know, not just in Europe, but, but domestically as well. And, um, you know, they've got a really, um, you know, exciting young group of players that are bought into this style of football. and it's And it's great to see, because I think there's now, often in all leagues around the world, even here in Scotland, you know, sometimes we talk about teams with lower budgets and playing a certain way, but you don't have to, you know, you don't have to, you know, you get the right manager in, and you know, you get them to to sort of, you know, believe in something and work in a certain way, and you can play that kind of football. It's it's, I mean, I obviously coming from Australia, it's something I believe in strongly. So, um, yeah, impressed with their results, but more impressed in, in the manner in which they play their football.
3: Given that it's been a few months since your last European game, how with new players in and players coming back, how much are you relishing this different sort of challenge?
4: Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, as you say, obviously we, we we haven't played a European game for a while, and you know, um, Europe gives you that opportunity to, to play against teams who play a little bit differently um have different approaches uh, when you play away from home it's different conditions um all those kind of things so I, I love those challenges i know the players are looking forward to it and um look european nights at celtic park are always special so the all those ingredients means that you know we're all really excited about the game i'm sure our supporters are i know the players are and um you know with the way bodo play as well i think it'll be a good game Excellent. Barton, uh,
2: bbc
3: and I think we all know the, the style you want to play. I just wonder, do you have to tinker that at all for Europe? Because um, it is slightly different from the domestic game.
4: No, I'm not the tinkering type, mate. Um, you know, I think I think people have seen our approach. You know, they we, we saw our approach in, in Europe already. Um, we played some some pretty good teams, um, Leverkusen. What are they? Third in the Bundesliga, and Batiste third in Spain, and. People saw the approach we took against them. And our goal is to be a team that plays, you know, this football against all opposition. Now, that's obviously means that we need to keep improving. And, but I thought we saw that, uh, you know, to be fair to our European campaign, we ended up winning three games in our group, which, you know, we didn't really struggle. I mean, we, we, we started obviously, you know, we, we, we started a bit slowly. And particularly when we played Leverkusen here, you know, we, we played some good football, but also realised that. At that level, you get punished for the smallest of mistakes and it gave us a real good realisation of of the difference that we needed to make in our game, but we didn't change our approach um, and we won't change our approach.
3: I think uh, one one thing people would look at from that Europa League campaign was, yeah, you won some significant games as well, but maybe goals conceded. You're talking there about getting punished. Is that something that, that you have to focus on not to allow that slackness that might come in at
4: times? Well, it's not. You no, know, well, no. That, that I think that's kind of pain in the, uh, 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 That's misrepresenting the picture of our group because it's not slackness that concedes goals against Bayer because It's quality. You know, um, there's, there's a big difference. And um, yeah, you know, like I said, we 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 started our campaign. We lost narrowly in Spain against a like I said a team that's currently third in La Liga, above some pretty significant teams. Um. And then we lost obviously four nil here. Um, and through that, we realized that a, our football, we can create and score goals against good opposition, but also that our mistakes will get punished. And that mistakes don't, they went from slackness. It's just the, the difference in quality. But I thought, you know, we, Ferenjavares, uh, no mugs either. We beat them home and away. And then we beat Batiste here. Um, you know, again, we lost to to Leverkusen, but uh, we scored goals against them. So I, I think for us, what we saw through that you know, that sort of group was that we definitely improved, the players gained belief, and we showed that our football, um, you know, can can make an impact against even the very best teams. Thanks. Thanks.
5: Gabriel? Hi, Ansh. Uh, we just spoke to George just there. He was talking about going deep into the competition. You know, he, he was even saying that there's no reason why he shouldn't dream big dream about going all the way because you designed the squad to dream biggest. Is, is that the way you see this competition as well?
4: Yeah. Look, I, I think, yeah, that's what you compete for. That's why you are in these competitions. I mean, otherwise, what's the point? I mean, I'm not really sure um, what other sort of um, motivation you'd have in playing these games. I mean, I, I guess you could look at it as a a learning curve or a progression curve or something, use them as a, for some kind of experience. But again, that's, I think that's wasting an opportunity that's before us. What's before us is, you know, we're in this, we're in Europe, um, we're in the knockout stages. And, you know, if we get past uh, a very good opponent, first up, we'll get an, another good opponent in the next round. And you just got to tackle each opponent as it, as it comes, but every competition is there to be won by someone. So, um, you know, I don't think what is there 16 or whatever teams left you know i don't think there's only five of them that think can win it for
5: one you'll certainly be sorry you'll you'll certainly be trying to progress through to the next round obviously you've got your first leg at home is it important to to seize the initiative you know make the most of that the atmosphere at celtic park and try and take a lead over to norway where you know it's going to be a tough atmosphere tough conditions there as
4: yeah, look, I, I think that's European competition in general. I mean, we've already experienced it. You know, we, you know, the Michelin game obviously didn't go our way, and we kind of know knew in the second leg, you know, they, they they had the advantage of extra time to to score their goal because it was a tight contest. You know, we didn't take advantage here at home. We played well, but then we got a red card early on, and you know, we we kind of paid a price for for not getting our dominance. RZ was different, and RZ were a good side as well, and I think we. We performed really well here which gave us then you know the opportunity to go to a difficult away game and still progress even though we didn't win so yeah you know, i think there's there's elements of that that you need to take advantage of of you know what happens in this first leg but you know, at the same time we always know that um, unless there's a blowout in score which is, is probably unlikely that you know the second leg is always going to be important anyway
2: Morning, do you Hi Anj. hi hey, Ron. Yeah, but obviously Uh, unhappy with the first 45 minutes performance at the weekend. Did you get a reaction from your players in training? Were you looking for a reaction from them?
4: Yeah, look, I I think I got a reaction in the second half as well. Um, And it wasn't a a kind of reaction from me. It was just more I think the players themselves were a little bit frustrated, disappointed that, you know, that's not the way we want to play our football. So, um, you know, we did our review. We gave feedback to the players. we showed them you know the areas that you know we 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 didn't maintain our standards in and <clears throat> you know they they clearly understand that i think they probably felt that i think probably yeah you know, the 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 thing that i got frustrated about in the first half was that the players already know these things they could have addressed them themselves and and it's about you know i really want them to take ownership of that um you know they shouldn't wait for me to come in at half time to to address stuff that's you know pretty evident that we need to do better um they can address those things out there themselves um and i, I want them to be a team that that you know takes ownership of, of our performances while they're out there so um but yeah our training's been great you know to be fair um it's been great for quite a while we've had an extra day here so um obviously having you know, most of the squad fit now and available, competition for places, you know, trainings, you know, it's probably the best level it's been all year, which is which is pleasing for me because it means that, you know, if we can maintain that kind of sharpness, then, then having that, you know, a sort of flat first half like we did on the weekend hopefully becomes, you know, um, l- less uh, likely outcome. Yeah, Bordeaux, coach,
2: this morning was saying he hopes his players get energy from the Celtic Park crowd tomorrow night. Um, can you tell us a bit about the benefit your players will get from a packed house at uh, Celtic Park? Well,
4: we've, well, yeah, we've already seen it, you know. Um, yeah, we, we we saw it in the derby, we've seen it in, in other European nights, our supporters and how our players respond to that. Um, yeah, they're, they're a major part of, you know, the atmosphere created, obviously, at, at Celtic Park. More importantly, the, yeah, you know, they they play a real role in, in providing energy for, uh, for intensity for our players. Um you know, our players love it, you know, and they know that, you know, European night for, for some of them will be their first experience at it. Um, but the ones who've had the experiences already, they know it's, um, you know, having the crowd behind them, the whole spectacle um, is going to be special. And, you know, that, uh, that hopefully uh, helps us to, to, to play at a really good level. Thank you. Okay.
1: Cheryl. Hi Anj.
3: Um you just m- mentioned it slightly there about the more experienced players helping the ones who haven't experienced European football. Is that the type of game, for example, Joe Hart, he seems to really have taken on that type of role, where he can really play his part?
4: Yeah, I think so. Um yeah, uh, you know, having said that, I think, you know, what I've tried to sort of, you know, impress upon the players is that you know, they can all play their role in that. It doesn't, you know, sometimes when you just sort of fall back on, well, you know, he's the experienced guy, he'll do it. Well, you know, Joe sometimes is not involved in our games a lot, so he can't be the influence. So then it's up to other players to take that. And, and you know, obviously with, with Cal and others, but, as I've always said to the guys, leadership can be shown in many ways, um, it can be shown by the youngest player on the team if if they you know, make an action or, or, or do something that inspires the rest. So it's about everybody taking ownership of it. I mean, we saw that again, the Derby, we had you know, two or three players making their debuts and you know, they lifted the team themselves. Um, but you know, certainly, I think in the build up, the experienced guys like Joe and Cal and Tommy Rogic, these kind of guys, Nero, um, Bitton, they can help. Um, in in sort of making sure that everyone's mindset's good, but once the game starts, you know we need eleven leaders out there. We need eleven guys who are going to want to make an impact.
3: To Bodo glint they had some impressive results in their group, but none of them they didn't get any away wins. Is that something that plays into your into your mind as well?
4: Yeah, but I mean, obviously, you know, getting an away win in Europe's not easy, even for the best teams. Um, you know, it's it's part of the challenge of Europe you know that going away from home uh, is difficult because not only you're you're facing opposition opposition fans with different conditions different um you know different pitch different everything's you know everything's a little bit of a challenge so it's not easy the fact that they didn't lose away from home is probably more significant shows that they've got a really strong mentality strong character within their team so um from our perspective like I said we're preparing to play a very good side um and one that's you know, probably got a lot of confidence from the sort of European exploits so far.
2: Andrew Milne.
4: Hi, Andrew. Hi, Ange. Hi, Andrew.
2: Ange, we've seen, um, you know, the atmosphere of Celtic Park on these big European nights. The place is bouncing and the players, not just your team, but the previous managers, the teams always responded to the, to the crowd and home and away this season in the league. You know, the, the support has been amazing. But do you think on... Sunday with the stadium only half full that it did affect the players in the first half
4: look potentially good but again it's one of those things that I want to try and eliminate um, you know a bit like you know refereeing decisions or our schedule or injuries it's just all these things you can sort of use as a as a clutch for not doing certain things but I think the things I was talking about on Sunday in the first half should be given, irrespective you know even if we're You know, if we're playing in a local park, just amongst ourselves, that that bringing that right intent, the work ethic, the, that bravery and courage that I want in our football, we shouldn't have to rely on our crowd to, to create an atmosphere that brings that, you know, that should happen because sometimes, you know what, in a derby game, maybe it's easy to do all those things because the crowds behind you, everyone's up for it. Well, that's not what the best teams do or the best players do. They, they bring it every time, irrespective of the conditions. So. I'm I'm reluctant and I and, and I won't make allowances. Um and I did make allowances for, for our performance in the first half just because, you know, maybe the 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 atmosphere wasn't at levels with we've, we've we've experienced before. That that to me is is no excuse.
2: Yeah, and you've built almost a brand new squad of players with only a few from the last manager's time. But on Sunday, when times were a little difficult and you were frustrated in the first half. But at one stage we're about to take Callum off the bench so like how important is it to have Callum and maybe one or two other players who have been here before and have been here for a long time how is it important to have them when the, the goal gets tough
4: yeah it's important because you know Callum and and you know some of the others like I said there's not many but who have been here understand the relentlessness of this club you know sometimes when when you're a new player and if it's your first year even if you've been here for four or five months you know you're kind of you can fall into the trap of just thinking that, you know, this game we can just maybe coast through or this game, you know, isn't like you said, because maybe the atmosphere is not right or the opponent or the, Pitch or whatever, um, we don't have to be at our best, but you can't at this football club because what we know is that anything less than a victory in any game, in any competition, and any weekend is not acceptable. So there's a there's a relentlessness there that the players, new players, need to get used to. That 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 never changes, and and that goes not just from game to game or through the season. That goes from season to season. You know, last year's success um, doesn't guarantee you anything the following year. You know, you you've got to roll up the next year and outperformed those levels again that's part of this football club so callum understands that you know he, he he knows that he's lived and breathed it for the last few years and what you hope develops is this insatiable quest and thirst for continued success you know and and, and, and excellence and um sometimes that's better sort of um explained by people who have lived it longer and 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 callum is certainly one of those Thanks, Ange, and thanks for the joining yourself. So I
5: appreciate
3: it. Thank thanks, you. Uh, Hamish. Hi, Ange. Um, last week, we spoke to your former captain at Brisbane Roar, Matt Smith. Uh, he described Maddie playing...
4: Smith. How's Matty Smith? Is he, he's a good is he, guy. He's, a, he's yeah, a hell of a nice guy. He's a guy. good guy. he's is. Yeah, too he, nice to be a centre-back, let me tell you. But yeah. He's a nice
3: guy. He, he described playing out from the back under you as being, quote, petrifying until it became normal. You've obviously spoken a fair bit, I think, about not liking the feeling of being comfortable and your players not really wanting them to feel comfortable. Are there benefits to you in putting players out of their comfort zone and the players improve more as a result?
4: I think it's the only way you improve. I mean, I'm constantly honoured to players about that, that, you know, sometimes, you know, people will say, well, that was a perfect training session. No one made a mistake. That kind of sends a signal to me that maybe the training session wasn't challenging enough you know um you know I'm constantly talking about players not being in their comfort zones because comfort means you're doing something not automatically but something that is not really testing you you know and and uh, that's why I'm constantly talking about improvement of us as a team. When people say, well, you know, how much improvement is there in the team? So, well, there's always improvement because once I see that players have got to a level where they can do something um, or excel in something, then my job is to, to test them again and make them uncomfortable. And, you know, when you're uncomfortable and you make mistakes, it probably means if you persevere and, you know, hopefully we provide an environment where we give them the tools to eradicate those mistakes, then you improve, but there's no, there's no point in, in, in me saying, well, you know, we've been really good at playing out from the back. So I don't have to worry about that anymore. No, well, there's, there's other layers to it. And, you know, for us, you saw that on the weekend is, yeah, we had possession, we had comfortable possession, but it wasn't the possession we want a possession. We want, we want to have as a team, you know, we, we, we want to, so that means for players, I'm almost forcing them into making mistakes and no one likes making mistakes because when you make a mistake then there's repercussions and what I'm trying to show them is that uh, provided they're trying to do the right things there won't be any repercussions for me anyway. Um, But that's how I think you get improvement.
3: Uh, And just secondly, I think it's pretty well known that you like to keep your distance a little bit from the players, you don't go in the dressing room too much uh, before matches. What are the benefits of that approach for Celtic? Is it to create um, leadership naturally? Is it
4: more discipline? It's just me, mate. You know, it's it's just I've always said that you've just got to be yourself. And and you know, I, even when I talk to to young coaches, young managers, don't try and copy anyone else. Don't try and do what I do. This is just a natural fit for me. And and I think the dressing room is. Just my belief. That's the player's domain. It's the players' area. They should be in charge. They should feel comfortable in there. They shouldn't have a, you know, 55 or 56-year-old cranky guy walking around telling them that they, you know, should pick their rubbish up or change the music on their that they're playing so it's it's about giving them their space they're preparing for a game i don't want to get in the way i've done my bit during the week my role being on game days to do other things and even during the week so that, that's just me and and like i said it suits my personality i've said before that most important thing i do uh, on a daily basis is make decisions um if we're going to be successful i'm going to get more decisions right than wrong the best way to do that is to to get as much information as possible, but to also remain as objective as you possibly can. And every player in there and every staff member knows that I treat them equally with the same respect, have the same care and love for them all. Um, there are no favourites. Um, so they understand that. And uh, that allows me then to to make decisions that I think are best for the football club and, and and best for us moving forward. Great, I'll
3: tell Smithy you're asking after him.
4: Thanks, mate.
2: Thanks so much. Um... Christopher
5: from Norway, did you have a question? Yes, please. Uh, hello, Ange. Uh, <laughs> two questions. First of all, uh, Kjetil Knudsen, the Bodeglimt manager, said earlier today that he, he thinks uh, Celtic and Bodeglimt are quite similar teams uh, in how they play and was very impressed of the job that you and your team have uh, done at uh, Celtic. Uh, can I ask you how impressed are you uh, of the job that Chetl uh, Knudsen and his team uh, has done at Bodeglimt? You know anything about it?
4: Oh yeah, I know about it. Don't worry about that. Um, it's my job to know, and, and others around here. Now, look, as I said before, I, I, yeah, there is a similarity. You know, every team sort of has its own version of different things, but there is a similarity in that. You know, they they want to be an aggressive team. They're, they're you know they're a proactive team. They're, they're a team that likes to dominate games and and. There are similarities um, with with the approaches, and uh, in that sense, um, you know, it's good to see. Like I said, the, the the thing I I'm very impressed with 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 the job he's done, and what I like, and what I hope people pick up on is that, you know, as I said, I I, I come from a country Australia, very similar, where you know you have to work with limited budgets and and small clubs, and there's always I've always sort of you know rallied against this notion that because of that you can't play you know exciting or attacking football and 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 i know it's not true i've lived that experience and you know what what he's done at Bodo shows you that you know it's a it's, it's a city of what 50,000 people you know it's not got a big budget it doesn't mean you have to play a certain type of football just because you are that you know you can be a small club with a small budget small club and small budget, small club in the sense of resources, not in the sense of stature and play the football that they are, you know, and I'm not saying everyone does, but I just get annoyed when I hear, you know, clubs or coaches say, well, you know, if if I was at a bigger club, I'd play this kind of football if I had better players. Well, to be honest, it's up to you as the coach to do it. And, And, you know, I think Bodo are another example of that.
5: Thank you. And secondly, uh, after the Rome game, uh, Jose Mourinho said uh, that uh, the winger Ola Sulbakken, was riding motorcycles while his, while his players were riding bicycles. Uh, is Ola Sulbakken a player you fear tomorrow, or especially aware of? Or are there uh, any other players that you're especially aware of?
4: No, no. He, look, he's he, he's a, he's a talented player, and I, I think. What's evident when you watch them play is, like I said, where the similarities with are. It's it's with us is it's more about the collective rather than individuals, and it's why I think they'll still be strong, even though they've lost some significant players. I still think they'll be a strong team because their approach really relies on a a, on a collective effort. It's not about one or two individuals. You know they they press aggressively together as a team they 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 attack as a team they defend as a team and and i think from our perspective that's what we've got to make sure we do because we're a similar side you know we've obviously got some some fantastic individuals within our group but our best football's played when we we play as a collective as 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 a unit and um you know that's where i i think tomorrow night for us that's going to be the most important thing is that you know if we if we put in a massive collective effort, then the individuals within the opposition we can nullify. You
2: know. Okay, thanks, Christopher.
4: And I think we're done. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone.
3: Thank you. you, Thank
4: you. And. Okay, thanks a lot.